You're listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Kobernack. It is our desire that you will be helped by this Bible message. We're going to take our Bibles tonight, and we're going to look at Genesis chapter number 5. Thank you, um, Pastor Kobernack, for the opportunity to preach on a Wednesday night. It's an honor and a privilege, and I have been looking forward to this and uh, looking, looking forward to it, and also very nervous about it, and uh, the butterflies are in the stomach, and I know tonight I need the Lord, so I'm looking forward to preaching with His power, and uh, not relying on myself, and that's the goal. So I'm gl- so glad you all are here tonight. I uh, spoke to a couple people as, we, as they came in, and uh, one of them told me, man, I just got off work, and I drove right here. And I know that story could be told all across the room. Thank you for making church on a Wednesday night, uh, not only just priority, but making it paramount, making it something that's just something we do, okay? And I know not everybody can make it, and there's just job situations and things like that, but it's a wonderful crowd tonight. Uh, this is a beautiful crowd. I say beautiful, everyone looks great. Everyone looks great. So I compliment you, and maybe you'll listen a little bit better. And I, I'm going to get done here. It's really, when I say quickly, I talk fast, but I want to get done in a timely manner. We have the business meeting to get to. Uh, but let's look at just a few verses. We won't stand tonight. Uh, we will just read verses 18 through 24. If you would uh, look at Genesis chapter number 5, verse number 18. And Jared lived in 160 and two years, and he begat Enoch. And Jared lived after he begat Enoch 800 years. And he begat sons and daughters. And all the days of Jared were 960 and two years, and he died. And Enoch lived 60 and five years, and he begat Methuselah. And Enoch walked with God after he begat Methuselah 300 years, and he begat sons and daughters. And all the days of Enoch were 360 and five years. And Enoch walked with God, and, was, and he was not, for God took him. Let's pray tonight. Lord, I need you in a, in a very urgent way tonight. I pray, Lord, that as I preach your word, Lord, it be made clear, and Lord, that it, it would be able to be understood. And I, I pray, Lord, as it is cast out, Lord, on water, Lord, that it would return as you said it would, Lord, the word of God. It will not return void. Thank you for its power in our life. Help us, Lord, to make it the center of our life this year. In your name we pray. Amen. What we'll talk about tonight and what I hope that we can probably already guess when maybe what the message will be about, just reading the, the, the few short verses that we did. It is probably the most important thing that you and I can do as we prepare for a brand new year. 2024, that's pretty hard to believe. Uh, I, I really cannot believe that the year has already, this year has already basically come and gone and almost a foregone conclusion. And man, we're powering right into 2024. It is going to be awesome. I cannot wait. I'm looking forward to it. But as you head into a new year, this is not just uh, some goals that we should set. Tonight, what we'll look at is the goal. It is the goal of the Christian. It's my desire that I would adopt this, that I would take this with me as I enter into a brand new year of life. What a privilege to be alive in the day that we are. As we read the passage, as we just did, we enter into the graveyard in Genesis. What do I mean? Well, we find these men that were born after Adam and all the way up to Noah. And the Bible says that they lived this many years, they begat a son, then they lived this many years, and then they died. And this son had another son, and after that, he lived so many hundred years, and he died. And you could look at it as the graveyard. It's just where people live, their sons are mentioned, and then they die. But Enoch bears a special place, does he not? We find him in a few different places in Scripture, but Enoch is mentioned here, and there's a brief pause. And there's some wonderful things that are said about him, and I hope that you noticed it as we read it. But the Bible said about Enoch, and Enoch, in verse number 24, he walked with God, and he was not, for God 
took him. Enoch was a man that walked with God. Enoch would have been in the Sethite line. He would have come from Adam through Seth after the issue there with Cain and Abel and the murder that happened. And Abel is now passed away. The, the, the lineage of Christ could not come through him, so God gave them Seth, the son of promise. And he had several sons, and they're mentioned here. They're good men. I'm not saying anything negative about them, but the difference between a good man and a great man is, in fact, his walk with God. And Enoch walked with God. His name means dedication, all right? Enoch, that's what his name means. Not only was he dedicated to walking with God, he dedicated his son Methuselah, the oldest man that ever lived. And I believe the Bible is true when it talks about these men living eight and 900 years. I don't think it's just something that the writers messed up on or there's some interpretation there. No, I really think they lived that long. Methuselah was his son, and Methuselah would have had, would have had a dad and, and watched a father who walked with God. His great-grandson would have been Noah. We know the Bible says that Noah found grace in the sight of God. He built that boat. He saved humanity because God had to destroy the entire earth. Not only was he in the Sethite line and coming in this special lineage, but not only that, he was a prophet. The Bible mentions him in Jude chapter number 1, verse 14 and 15. You don't have to turn there. I'll read it for you tonight if you would allow me. And Enoch also, the seventh from Adam, prophesied of these, saying, Behold, the Lord cometh with ten thousands of his saints to execute judgment upon all and to convince all that are ungodly among them of all their ungodly deeds, which they have ungodly committed, and of all their hard speeches, which ungodly sinners have spoken against him. Man, right there, Enoch sounds like a Baptist preacher. He just said everything they're doing is ungodly. And I praise the Lord for men and women that are, would stand up in their homes and stand up in pulpits all around this nation and around the world and call sin, sin. And look at the Bible and not be intimidated and say, what does the word of God say about our culture today? Because the culture is not, we're not supposed to bend to the culture, but we're supposed to take the culture and take the word of God and say, which one, which one is closest to the word of God, if that makes sense, right? So we're not bending to culture, we're taking the word of God at what it says, and we're applying our life and we're trying to live. And that's, and that's who Enoch was. He lived in a dark day. He lived in a very wicked day. In just a few generations, God would wipe man off the face of the earth because of their wickedness, because of how wicked the world became. Isn't it amazing how fast things can fall apart? Isn't it just tragic? Here they have Adam and Eve in the garden, and now several hundred years later, the earth is rampant with sin, and God says, I'm going to have to destroy it. You take God out of a situation, and that's what's going to happen every single time. We better pray and we better plead and we better beg God to have mercy upon our nation as we continue to endeavor to lift up the name of Jesus Christ in America today. God doesn't promise America anything else besides what the Bible says. If a nation lives according to the Bible, God will bless it. But if they curse the Bible, if they live against the Bible, the Bible said God's going to destroy that nation. Because God is sovereign, because God's judgment always comes to pass. You might ask yourself the question, how do I walk, how do I walk and live in a dark day. What do you have to do? You do what Enoch did. You walk with God. The goal tonight for me, the goal tonight for you as we enter this brand new year is to seek the Lord. Well, walking with God, it's not just a movement, it's a fellowship with Him. How many heard that term before, to have fellowship with Him? I like when we have fellowship here at church, usually that includes food, right? Uh, we were talking on, on Sunday when the first mention of food would be, Brother Dan, well, I'm bringing it up here on Wednesday night. Some of you, you came in from work and you're hungry, and now that's all you can think about. Man, fellowship is sweet when there's food, isn't there? And I'm thinking about some right now. The fellowship with God is so sweet. Enoch had that sweet fellowship with God. Man, he walked and he talked with him. That's what God desires of you and I today. 
We can go all the way back to, the, to Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. The Bible says he walked with them in the cool of the day. Man, that's an amazing, amazing thing that God, Almighty God, wants to walk and wants to talk and converse and have a relationship with you and I today. If we're going to seek God, we're going to know him. Philippians 3.10, Paul said that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering and being made conformable unto his death. Do we know the Lord today? Do we understand his nature? Lord, understand me. No, God already knows everything about me. He understands the intents and purposes of our hearts very clearly. He's our creator. He is almighty God. But do we know God today? To, to, to walk with God, to seek after God is to know him. But you know what it is? To know God is to love him. If I know the Lord, I can't help but fall in love with him. I like what the verse says in Proverbs 8, 17. I love them that love me and those that seek me early shall find me. God is looking for a people today that are willing to follow and walk with him. Am I, am I, have I missed that today? Have I missed that this week? Oh, no doubt I have. But I need to be reminded every single day that my job here on earth, my goal, my, my being, my purpose today is to walk with God. Not, Lord, come over here where I'm at. No, I need to go where God is at. Usually when a person preaches a message, they'll put the points at the end of the message, but I'll give you some hope and I'll give you the statements or the points at the beginning and then we'll look at a few more verses here. Statement number one about walking with God. In order to walk with God tonight, we must be saved. Uh, that's, that's just basic right there. We, we, must, we must have a relationship with God and a salvation relationship. We must have asked for forgiveness of our sin and we must ask him to take us to heaven and accept by faith through the grace of God. Okay, so you can't walk with God tonight. Just to get that, get that right off the shelf right now, you can't walk with God unless you're saved. It would be like it would be like vacuuming without plugging in the cord. Well, I know we have the electric, we have the battery powered ones here. I literally remember when I was a teenager and in my in my teenage years, we would help my parents and different people. Uh, we would help them vacuum the church, and we had a lady in our church. She still goes to my home church. Uh, she's a little bit hard of hearing, and we thought it would be hilarious if we just walked over and we unplugged the vacuum. Man, she'd be out there vacuuming for about five or six minutes, doing all that work. I know it's awful, doing all of that work, all the groans from the crowd. All right, maybe that was my brother that did that. No, 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 it was, you know, I can't remember, but it's like having no power. It's like, I'm going to go to the treadmill. I'm going to get, get back into shape. And I just sit there and I walk in place, man. I'm really moving. I'm really going somewhere. No, you, you, you can't walk with God unless you're saved. Statement number two today, if we're going to walk with God, we cannot walk any other way. Can two walk together except they be agreed? You got to agree with God. Not just in, in lip service, but in the way that I live my life. I, I, have to, I, have to, I have to walk with God. I can't walk any other way. The psalmist wrote, he said, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. You read through all those things, the blessings that he'll receive. But what does he say? The ungodly are not so. What are they like? They're like the chaff. Like that loose part of the wheat that is blown up into the air and it just drifts away. I'm thankful in times of life where I need help. When I need assurance, if I've walked with God during that time, just like in Psalm chapter number one, my roots can go down deep as I planted by the rivers of water. When the storm comes, I'm holding on to that foundation that I received when I walked with God. Statement number three, we'll move on tonight. If I'm going to walk with God, I have to go where God is going. How do I know where God is going? Read this book right here. Understand what God wants me to know from this book as a child of God. Oh, there's a lot in there. 
And once you've read it through, go back and read it again because it comes all new the second time, the third time, the fourth time. It regenerates. It's a new thing. It's a living book. I have to be able to go with God. I like what the Bible says. I being in the way, the Lord led me. Sometimes we're looking for help, but we're not even in the way. We're not even in the spot where God can reach out to us because we're so busy fulfilling all the things in our life that we feel are so very important. Matthew Henry, the great commentator, said this about walking with God. He said to walk with God is to set God always before us and to act as those that are always under his eye. It is to live a life of communion with God, both in ordinance and providences, is to make God's word our rule and his glory our end in all actions. It is to make our constant care and endeavor and everything to please God and nothing to offend him. It is to comply with his will, to concur with his designs, to be workers together with him. It is to be followers of him as dear children. Sometimes in life, we'd have a desire to follow God, but life gets busy. The distractions are real. We often call it the noise of life. How can, I, how can I distinguish the way that God is going? How can I go where God is going if I, if I can't even see clearly? Well, you have to make sure that you're in the book, yes. But, you, but you, have to, you have to know God. You have to understand Him. And you can only do that through the Word of God. I like this quote, and I'll tell you who said it in just a moment. Keep your face to the sunshine, and you cannot see the shadows. That's a great quote. But when you know who said it, it's even better. Helen Keller said that. Someone who had no eyesight at all. She said, listen, don't, don't worry about the dark times. Don't worry about the darkness. Keep your eyes, keep your face pointed to the sunshine. Keep your eyes always on the Lord and determine that I'm going to walk with him. I see tonight in our passage that walking with God, it has a starting point. Enoch was mentioned and then something happened. Enoch had a child. Enoch had a son. Then the Bible says, then he walked with God. I don't know about you, but it, 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 it changed my life when, I had, when we had our daughter, Avery. Man, there was a whole new sense of responsibility as I held that little baby when she was born. Man, there was a little bit of fear in me going, man, I need help. I have no idea what I'm doing. Maybe that was what Enoch was, 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 was going through. But the Bible says, after he had his son, then he began to walk with God. Walking with God has a starting point. Have we started today? Are, 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 we, are we moving? Are we walking with God? I don't know where you're at tonight. Perhaps it's starting a family. Maybe it's taking a new job. Perhaps it's a tragedy that has stopped you in your tracks. Whatever the case tonight, you must start walking with God. David sat out under the stars and communed with him. Just David and his God. Moses, for, for, for 40 years in Egypt and 40 years on the backside of the desert, now he begins to talk with God. And the Bible says that God would talk to him face to face as a friend. What a relationship that Moses and God had. But it took some time before Moses was ready to genuinely start his walk with God. Can I tell you, I don't know where you're at tonight, but if you've not started, there's never a better time than right now. Yeah. Walking with God, it has a starting point. I see, secondly, that walking with God, it has a high point. Don't we love those highlight moments? Don't we love when life is just going great? Walking with God, there's always a high point in that relationship. The word walk in the Hebrew, if I can say it correctly, is pronounced thus. You are estos. It's translated in the Greek in Romans 12 verses 1 and 2 as the word acceptable. In Colossians 3.20, this word is again translated as being well-pleasing. So to walk with God is the same thing as being acceptable, the same thing as being well-pleasing. 
You know what, you know what the high point of walking with God is? It means that I'm pleasing the Savior. I don't know about you, but I have a desire to please the one who gave his life for me. I want to walk with him. I want to talk with him. You might hear a father who is well pleased with their child. Hey, did you see my boy? Hey, did you hear my, my daughter sing? Man, I'm, I'm proud of that kid. Man, that's what I want to hear my heavenly father say. And the Bible says that he will say something like this. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. To please the Lord is to be acceptable. I just mentioned Romans 12, verses 1 and 2. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. There is a high point to walking with God, and that is when we please Him. Would you, would you hold your place there? Would you look over Hebrews chapter number 11 with me, please? Hebrews chapter number 11. Here we have, we have the hall of faith. If you've been listening uh, to the Winning Side broadcast, our pastor has been using this in the past few months and been talking about these great men and these great women who had faith in God. Hebrews chapter number 11. I'll give you a moment to get there. But it says in verse number 5, it mentions Enoch again. It says, By faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. Amen. Remember Enoch lived in a dark day? Yeah. Remember, remember there was a lot of corruption and a lot of destruction around him? The Bible says he had a testimony of pleasing God. Amen. But I thought over here in Genesis it said he walked with God. Can I tell you? They're the exact same things. They're the exact same things. When I walk with God, I'm pleasing him. Walking with God and pleasing God are the two exact things. Thirdly and lastly tonight, walking with God, it has an ending point. There is a, there's a time when it stops. How did it stop for Enoch? We read over it. I'm going to go back to Genesis 5. If you want to, you can go back. The Bible says he walked with God after he begat Methuselah 300 years and begat sons and daughters. All the days of Enoch were 360 and five years. And Enoch walked with God and he was not for God took him. There was a, there was a time when it stopped. How did it go? I'm not sure. But one old preacher described it like this. Enoch was walking with God after, after 300 years of having that relationship. And the sun was going down. It was getting a little bit chilly outside. They had gone a long distance. And God looked over at Enoch and perhaps he said this. Enoch, we're closer to my house than we are to yours. Why don't you just come home with me today? Enoch was not. God took him. You know what? He didn't live like other men, so he wasn't going to die like other men. You know, he would have known every single, every single one except for Adam and Noah of the Sethite line. He would have known every single one of them, the way that all their lifespans checked out, all they, all they, how they overlapped. You know, they would have been hearing about that. Hey, where's Enoch? I don't know, but he was walking with God. We can't find him. He was translated. He was raptured, we could say. It doesn't say that, but he was taken up just like Elijah. He did not die. Enoch did not see death because he had such a close relationship with God. He was so close to God's house, he said, why don't you come on home? We're closer to mine than we are to yours. One day you and I are going to be translated. One day you and I are going to be raptured out of here. What a day that'll be, won't it? There's going to come a day when you and I don't have to walk on this earth anymore, whether by death or the rapture. Walking with God has an ending point. Before it ends, I want to start walking with him more. Can I, can I leave this with you and we'll, we'll close tonight? James chapter number 4, verse number 8 gives us a wonderful truth about our relationship with God. James 4, 8, you may already know it, but the Bible says, Draw nigh to God, 
and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. I heard a preacher that used this illustration, and I will borrow it because I thought it was so powerful. Today, you may feel that awkwardness when the relationship was broken. You, you may not feel like God wants to talk to you. I can tell you that's not true, but you still feel it. I understand that. When the Bible says, draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you, that's a promise. Whenever I am willing to, to repent and return to the Lord, he was willing to step towards me. He is willing to come back and embrace me like the father embraced the prodigal son. Man, he was with open arms, that father was, wasn't he? He wrapped up that son, right? That prodigal son that had been away. He, he showered gifts and blessings on him. The prodigal son was like, oh, just the relief. Just, just, just the blessing to know that he was welcome back home. If you don't feel that tonight, I want to tell you what that old preacher said. He said, tonight, if you will just look to God, he will step to you. Tonight, if you'll just step to God, he'll start walking to you. Tonight, if you'll start walking to God, God will start running to you. And if you start running to God, the Bible said, the old preacher said, he'll start flying to you. He'll embrace you just like that father did with that prodigal son. Maybe we need to restart our walk with God. I know the new year's coming, but we better start now. Let's not, let's not wait till the end of this month. Let's get started now with walking with God. And Enoch was not. He was gone, but he left, back, he left behind a testimony of walking with God. Thank you for listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. For more information about our ministry, please visit our website at vbcrr.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week. Thank you.